Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Christ is in our midst. He is and we shall be. Today in the Gospel, the Lord Jesus, God who is in the flesh, has come and he is preaching and he is encountered by these ten lepers. And these ten lepers, through a means we are not quite sure, the Gospel doesn't tell us, they are able to discern that Christ is Messiah that Christ has power. And so they reach out to him and they ask him for mercy. So the Lord grants it. And a curious phrase, at least to many of our ears, uh, not so much us as Orthodox, but to the modern mind, he says, go and show yourselves to the priests. And they do this. Now, First thing I want to highlight, and I've said this before, and it's a good, a good reminder, is that in that time, the priest was the one who needed to inspect lepers. This was in the Levitical codes, and so we see this aspect of priesthood, and this is a connection to confession, in that the priest was the one who needed to inspect the person who was infected with the disease to see if they were at a place of healing to where they were no longer contagious. They're no longer contagious. And so I bring this up as a little aside for all of you, as a reminder that the purpose and the function of the sacramental confession is exactly this. We should all be confessing to Christ our sins daily. You're at your prayer corner and you've realized I ate too much, I drank too much, I used foul language, I was harsh with my brother, I was harsh with my sister, I was harsh with my husband. We should confess those things and God will hear those prayers when they're sincere and we have forgiveness because we're in Christ. But those nagging sins that you don't feel lifted, that's a sign that there's something there. And this is precisely the type of thing that you, you, know, you bring to confession to the priest. And the priest in the sacrament of confession begins to examine you. And he begins to examine you through the grace of God to see what has infected you. To see where you're still sick. And then the priest will give the necessary you know, penance and absolution. And this is the way that we're allowed to come back into the community of faith in such a way in which we won't infect others because sin is contagious. Sin is contagious. And so the work of the priest is to examine the leper, to examine the one who's infected with the leprosy, the sin of leprosy, to make sure that they're safe to go back into the community. Now, what's interesting is before they even got there, they were made clean. And this is what I want us to focus in on. At least one part of it. Which is the power of obedience. The power of obedience. If they had have stopped and argued and said, well, what do you mean? Go show myself to the priest. 
well, what do you mean? Well, what about this? Don't you see how sick we are? I'm, I'm missing fingers. Parts of my face have fallen off. What do you mean? Just go sell myself to the priest. How can I show myself to the priest like this? If they had allowed that kind of rational thought to come in and they didn't obey Christ, there would have been no healing. There would have been no healing. Christ is the one who is above thrones, dominions, principalities, powers. And one of the difficult things for us is when we hear the epistle and we hear Paul listing off these ranks of angels, we really don't know what he's talking about. So we go, yeah, yeah, Jesus, he's above everything, I know that. But when you understand what those ranks of angels mean, let's put it like this, Jesus, who's above the law of physics, Jesus, who's above every society and law and construct of man that has ever been or will ever be, Jesus, who's above all of the spiritual powers and realms in which you aren't even aware of. This is how you should understand what he was saying in this. Christ who rules over all of them, the least of which is physics, the least of which is the biology of man, the easiest thing in which God rules over. This is who they came to. And so when they obey his word, and when you obey his word, when there's obedience, guess what happens? There's healing. There's healing. Now, only one of them had proper obedience. They all received healing, but only one had proper obedience. Who? The one. The foreigner. The Samaritan. How do we know? Because he came back and he had thanksgiving. He had thankfulness. And this is where I really want to land today, is thanksgiving. We are often assailed with many things. We're assailed with despair over the state of the world. We're assailed with despair over the state of our own souls. We know how terrible we are. We can forget, we can distract ourselves, but at the end of the day, we know how terrible we are. And we can be launched into despair because of these things. If you find yourself in despondency, if you find yourself in despair, or if you find yourself in the distraction because of the despondency and the despair, the quickest and surest way out of it is thanksgiving. Because unfortunately for us, many times, the continual crying out for mercy is not so much a real humble asking. It's more of a kind of like, where are you, God? Don't you see how terrible I'm doing? Where are you, God? Why aren't you helping me, God? So if you find that you're going at length and you're crying out and you're not hearing anything, I would suggest to you, you're not crying out with the right heart. And so instead of trying to spend more time analyzing yourself, Instead of trying to spend more time trying to find the magic formula on how to twist God's arm to get him to do what you want, try thankfulness. Try being thankful for those things that God has already done in your life. Try being thankful for those things that maybe, just maybe God has spared you from and you're not aware of. 
if we stop and reflect on how gracious God has been to all of us, in spite of whatever we're going through, how much worse can things be? I don't know if you even really want to go there. I don't know if you even want to open ourselves up to that, to reflect on how much worse things can be. So the alternative I offer to you, my sons and my daughters, is to take a cue from this Samaritan leper. Yes, he understood who Christ was. He understood he had power above all things. Great. Yes, he was obedient. Great. But he alone came back and gave thanks. You may have faith. You may know who Christ is, dogmatically, doctrinally. But do you have thanksgiving? Are we a thankful people? Remember what the Eucharist is and what Eucharist means. It means to give thanks. Holy Communion is not a reward. It's our offering, our sacrifice. Accepting His sacrifice and His offering. And the only way to do that properly is with thanks. By giving thanks to God for His love, for His wisdom, and for His deliverance in our lives. So, may God have mercy on us and through the prayers of St. Barbara, St. John Damascene, may we be people who are thankful, and in that thankfulness, may we be cleansed from the leprosy of our souls and our minds.